Shazam. This is another episode of Spit Sessions right here. Um, uh, we were doing a little bit of talking before we actually started recording. And Re- Reggie let me know that Elton John's real name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Hercules. And, yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. You're right. Hercules. <laughs> Nigga. <laughs> uh, what's the stage name again? He gave himself a, a stage middle name as well. His stage oh, can name somebody is... not join once we start? Do we know? Shit, I don't know. Because he's saying that now the, the link doesn't work. The link don't work. Let me see. Might not be able to. We'll, 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 we'll be right back. Yeah, so never mind. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we had we had a guest lined up um, for today's episode, but they were experiencing technical difficulties, so it's just going to be Reggie and I. But you all are used to that, so it's it's, it's another episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, this is going to be improv a little bit more, which is kind of crazy because every episode is improv already. Uh, but I came prepared. I got some shit. I got random topics and whatnot. We were striving to keep the episode as Halloween-y as possible because this is the 80th episode. It's right around when we started doing the podcast. So uh, I just want to say that I'm happy that the 80th episode is being recorded and sent out on Halloween. That reminds me of uh, why ghosts can't have kids. What do you mean? Because they have Halloweenies. Man, shut up. Man, shut up. Stop it. I hate that joke because it sucks, but also, I mean... Don't we all have Halloweenies when you really? Yeah, I know. It's a it's a hole in there. That's the urethra. It's supposed to be hollow, nigga. You ain't got solid cock. Like, just imagine, like, (laughs) like a just a just just like a hunk of meat. Like, you can't you can't pee with it like that. It's just bricked. You just bricked all the time. Just bricked all the time. You know, they say they say God don't make mistakes, but I feel like I feel like with the design of the meat, he. He he kind of showed out. He did what he had to do. Like it's the perfect mechanism. It maybe maybe up. yours specifically. So you're saying God snapped when he got to yours? Hey. I like my shit. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna sit here and say no. But yeah, no, just the functionality of it. It 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 it's soft when you need to be. When it's cold, it's like self-retracting, you know what I'm saying? When it's hot, you get some ventilation going by letting the nuts swing a little bit. It's it's a you know, there's a method to the madness that goes on. Um, but I do have some random topics we can jump into because uh, we are trying something different this year. Usually we have um, original stories that we like to tell. We kind of had like an improv type thing set up that we were going to try and do where we made a story from scratch. But the it just didn't work out. So we just going to hit you with some rag, rag tag nonsense right now. I keep I keep forgetting that we grow recording videos. Well, that's can, like, uh, fully well, see me. You're, you're trying to jump straight into the stories. No, no, no. I want to, I want to like titty touch on some, some random stuff just okay. a little bit. I just want to yeah. make sure we're doing our usual. Yeah, no, for sure. Format. No, for sure. For sure. Um, so I, I guess in the spirit of like, yo, freak accidents and, and what the fuck and it being spooky season and stuff. Um, Alec Baldwin is an accident murderer now. How the fuck? Like after they recorded Crow, I thought people getting clapped by, um, prop guns 
and such was going to be a thing of the past. But that shit, that shit, somebody, that nigga caught a body. That's that's random. I hope he okay. The uh, the most interesting part of the story to me is they're still trying to figure out why there were real bullets on the set. Because like that, you you'd never literally never need that ever mm-hmm. for any movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there there's a lot of stuff around that story, which kind of lets you know that something might have gone down at some point. But that's like the the main kicker. I'm like, wow, where the, where the fuck do these bullets come from? Mm-hmm. I've just seen videos of him and pictures of him just like holding his head, like smoking a cigarette, and like just looking like, damn, I'm called a body. And I feel for that man. But I can't help only because when bad things happen, my mind automatically goes to uh, try and find humor in the situation. And I just think of um, the Tupac song, which one hit him up. It was hit him up. And the nigga, one of the unknown niggas that was rapping like in the group was like, you little accident murderer. I ain't never heard of you. And I was like, damn, because years ago I was wondering, like, what the fuck is an accident murderer? Like. How do you accidentally and then boop, Ali Baldwin did that shit. And I was like, that's fucked up. My friend's brother did a rap like that. He called somebody an accidental accident murder. Uh, Anthony's uh, brother was what did, uh, he? Did, a, did a rap about somebody in their neighborhood who like accidentally shot and killed his best friend when he was 12 or something like that. Playing what <laughs> context? Like what reason? What he had beef? He had beef with this person? No, it was an act. They were chilling. Oh, why? they He made yes. a rap. Yes. Um. Yeah, I guess they they wanted to. I guess that's one way to settle it, you know, with the lyrics. But he went all in. And you clapped your best friend before you hit puberty. (laughs) Like it's uh, (laughs) that's not. (laughs) That's not right. That's not right. That you know that that reminds me. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I don't know if this is new or not. I feel like it was new. Uh, Lil Wayne was saying that racism is is over or something because when he shot himself, he said that like the the black cop didn't care, but the white cop did, and he's like, yeah, see. Mm Hmm. Lil Wayne. Yeah, that was like during the height of his lean usage and and his tweaking and seizures and stuff like that. But everybody has like different different ideologies and beliefs and whatnot but it's i'm of the personal opinion that you shouldn't have shot yourself in the first place so how you gonna be mad at other niggas because you did that to yourself (laughs) how the fuck what type of sense that shit make you know what i'm saying oh no because when i clapped myself the white officer came over and helped me but the black officer nigga that's you clapped your own self why are you mad at other black people dummy stupid stupid dummy I have a thing for Baltimore. So you would have stepped over his his body too, like you were Allen Iverson? Nah, I, probably, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have stepped over him, but I probably would have stopped, crouched down, and be like, So you clapped yourself, huh? <laughs> like just looking at him like a disappointed father, just like this nigga didn't clap himself. That's crazy. That's, that's, that's crazy. Get your get your dumb ass up like your parents do. Just drink some ginger ale. Like <laughs> drink some water. <laughs> get up. Mm-mm. Rub some tussing up in there. Rub some tussing on it. That's foolishness. Um, speaking of people getting clapped and whatnot, and the cops, uh, cops in Chicago bitching because they don't want to get the vaccine. I'm not sure what's up with that, but you know they talking about not coming to work and shit. So that's that's one of the things. Uh, I'm not sure if, if we cut, got into that somewhat last time. I know 
um like the the union leader got sued to where he wasn't supposed to be talking no more to the media and all this shit it's uh, I almost don't even want to talk about it so asinine. But you know, that uh, mm. reminds me. So, you know, I saw you once or twice out in the wild. And mm. uh, I don't know, there was a, a period of time where I was like, hey, I might be leaving the house again, right? And then uh, <clears throat> I visited another friend that works at a bar. And this young bartender lady just started talking <clears throat> to me about the vaccine. And I was like, yeah, you know, it'd be like that. And I really didn't want to get into it. But she just kept pushing. Like, she wanted to convince me that the vaccine was evil. And I hated every second of it. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't been working around a whole bunch of people. Uh, I've seen more mixed uh, results when it comes to the vaccine topic and everything that's going on and whatever else. You know, because I work in places and I, I, I happen to be around individuals that are on more substances now than I used to. So people just get friendly with you and just start talking about random shit. And just going on like you know uh bill clinton and the evil clintons in the in the in the vaccine juice and the in your arm and so on and so forth but it's one of those conversations where everyone is entitled to their opinion and they feel what they feel um cool but if it puts you in a place where you know you might not be able to do your job you have to weigh the options and consider like what's best for you if these are the parameters that have been set out, you know, I hope people land on their feet. I'm not talking about the police right now for the for the record, but there's other individuals that go through the same thing. But the only exception is they aren't being paid by people's taxes. I'm not saying like if you have a city job and, you know, taxes are paying for your shit that I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up and get that shit because you, you're getting paid. Uh, I'm not trying to say that. But I kind of am a little bit like you've been you've been clapping people and getting away with all types of stuff. But when it's time for you to get poked up, you know what I'm saying? You acting you acting kind of like it is what it is. Yeah, I can't I can't bring myself to care. Like, yeah, it's like it's, I'm not. It is completely ridiculous. Yeah. on Every level. And, yeah. uh, you know, this this thing specifically, I, I actually lost sleep over it because I was so really? annoyed. <clears throat> like, OK, I'm only I'm there because I'm waiting for dude to uh he ordered food or something right because the kitchen was like hey you want a burger we'll make it for you on your way out so we're waiting for this burger and i'm just standing there like okay it's time to leave and she's like hmm so this vaccine huh and i'm like yep it's a thing and i'm like hoping she doesn't talk to me about it especially even in a positive way i don't i don't care because it's not to me it's not like an issue to be discussed or debated it's just like a mm-hmm. thing that you do because it's it's how we're living right now right so mm-hmm. either way i don't want to talk about it but then mm-hmm. she goes into this whole thing and it's like just made up thing after made up thing. And I was like, look, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I just I don't care. Like, it's it's cool, care. man. I don't care. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, but like, if you really think about it. And I was like, oh, I hate this. And the, Yo, shut the, fuck up. the yeah, extra, like, extra dumbest part about it is, OK, you're a bartender. You work at a bar yeah. and your job made you get vaccinated. <laughs> you're vaccinated and you're working. How can you side with the people? that come into your job and make a big ass scene and bother the customers and bother you and then have to get kicked out, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why did you side with those people? Yeah. It don't make no sense. No, it don't make no sense. And it's funny. Cause it's like, yeah, I got vaccinated, but you shouldn't get back. It's like, bro, you, you it's, 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 it's too late. You, you, you made a choice, you know? Um, I'm not sure what the outcome of that is, but I guess, 
it's spooky in the sense that like you know motherfuckers don't be thinking straight you know we it's it's been it's been a whole bunch of years dog people getting booster shots and shit like just oh, do ice it cube or is in the news because he won't For get what? He, because he, uh, I meant to screenshot it. There, there's some thing that he was supposed to be a part of, but he refuses to get vaccinated, and mm-hmm. so they're kicking him off of it, and he's forfeiting like six million dollars or something. Eh, see, I mean, it. it I, I respect it. Like you, you, he's standing up for some shit. He don't want to do it. He turned down six million dollars. I'm like, hey, but he held true to what he was doing. He, it don't seem like he inconveniencing anybody else. I'm just like, bro, if it's a you thing. I think for most people, in my opinion, I'll say, uh, I, I think we're on the same page. I won't go quite as far as, as being nice as you're being. It's like, so that lady, mm-hmm. she had brought up that, uh, was it Kyrie is the one, the basketball player that won't get vaccinated. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, I suppose if he don't want to get vaccinated and he's just going to stay in his house and not play and forfeit all this money, I guess that's what he wants to do. Right. Exactly. But I think the reality is that's not what he's going to do. Right. He's still going to be trying to go to bars and restaurants. He's probably going to get back on social media at some point. He's clearly a person of influence who is setting a certain example Mm -hmm. uh, and et cetera, et cetera. It's not, it's not quite as cut and dry, right? These people aren't saying, well, it's my body, my choice. And I just want to sit this one out. That's not what's happening. They're doing Mm -hmm. this. They think they're making some sort of stand and then they want to make a scene and then they do go out and then they do fucking uh, take their phone out and walk into a grocery store and record themselves getting kicked out. Mm-hmm. It's obnoxious. <clears throat> the Ice Cube thing, I think it's kind of along the same lines, but it's like, you know, uh, you can apply this logic to a lot of things, so it's not entirely fair, right? But like, mm-hmm. how are you making a stand now over this vaccine, which again is like, <clears throat> if we're being real, it's not an issue. But mm-hmm. You're making a big stand about this vaccine, but you, you'll make any old movie you mm-hmm. you'll make any song you'll do this you'll work with this kind of artist that may <clears> be a, an abuser murderer didn't cetera, that nigga meet with trump or some shit like that way back when ice cube and trump to and be Lil fair Wayne uh i will say that that was overblown now i he may have said some ignorant stuff but i think the face value of him saying black people you know Anybody, regardless of party line, needs to earn black people's vote. And he said that he was trying to talk to Biden and Biden didn't want to meet with him. So he met with this dude Mm -hmm. to see who he could get to talk to him, to hold them to whatever for his community. And I respect that. And I think it's easy to make the headline of like, oh, he's meeting with Republicans because he's low key Republican. And maybe he is. I I mean, I don't know all that. But I think what he said directly was like, hey, man, they got to work for our vote. And instead of talking to him on that basis, they make it about this other thing so they can try to cancel him, which I think is a little silly. But uh, yeah, I just it's weird that this is like the one thing that you're going to take a stand on after doing whatever your entire life of a fucking vaccine that doesn't really inconvenience or poison anybody. Right. Exactly. I guess my thing is like if if you've made your choice when it comes to your income and you have a life to live and whatnot, like it's it's. I get that it's unfortunate that, um, you know, you, you've been put in a position where there's just an ultimatum. You either get it and keep your job or you don't get it and you leave your job. The There's the sense of having your cake and wanting to eat it too, which I think is a dumb saying. saying I've never seen somebody have cake and not eat the shit. 
But, but I like, think none I'm, of this is new. It's it's, it's frustrating that everybody acts like it's new. Like if you work for yeah. a TV show and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, it's a travel show. We got to go to like uh, <clears throat> this part of Asia where like yeah. this, this and this are prevalent. Like we're all going to get our boosters. Mm-hmm. Like everybody does it and nobody says it. does that. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, when it's you go to school, yeah. high school, college, whatever, um, mm-hmm. a lot of jobs, especially like when you see all these medical professionals, like I- I'm willing to lose my jobs and not get the vaccine. Right. Um, don't you got to get the flu shot every year if you work in a hospital, if you work exactly. in a nursing you know, home? And honestly, the medical professionals causing like a ruckus for having to get the vaccine is the most surprising one. I was like, you know, especially for certain nurses, I was like, so you've been poking people up this entire time, but when it's your turn, it's like, hell no. You know, and it makes you look at, I guess people are just going to be people, I suppose, whether they're nurses, police officers or whatever else. And people going to be on their own bullshit. Um, I guess the main thing is certain jobs, all jobs want to not have to be liable if some shit happens. And if somebody getting COVID in the workplace is something that they're going to have to deal with. Of course, they're just going to say, yo, we need you niggas to be vaccinated. And I know certain people feel like they're being discriminated against, but it's just the reality of the situation. It ain't new. Um, I hope it's just, it, it hurts my brain. Cause I just, yeah, like other things that are politicized, I can see <clears throat> the angle of it. Not mm-hmm. again, not saying I agree with it, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. when Jesus, uh, Christianity is politicized and it becomes more of like a, a right wing thing. When, mm-hmm. Um, you know, gun ownership is politicized and becomes like a right wing thing like that. I can kind of see the the machinations behind all that. But it's like there's a pandemic. It's clearly not fake. There's a vaccine. Nobody's mm-hmm. been hurt by the vaccine. Why are we two years into this? And we have exactly. it's a political issue. It doesn't still make dealing sense. with this shit. Yeah, no. And it's tiring. It's super silly. Um, but yeah, I hope some of y'all, you know, end up OK. Uh, the cops are not super duper worried about, uh, I feel like they usually end up okay, regardless of what they do or where they are. So they'll, they'll land on their feet. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, I ain't got much to say about her right now. I'll, I'll probably, I'm pretty sure she's up to no good. What she do she now? Is. Are you saying you I don't, don't know, know what she's up to? I, I don't know what she's up to, but I'm pretty sure she on bullshit wherever she at. When I catch you, wait, I shouldn't record myself threatening the mayor. I don't know what'll happen, but hey, look, you know what it is. I, yeah. So I'm um, hopping into the spirit of the season. You know, we've been doing this for a good while. We actually started the episodes and started recording podcast episodes in October of 2015, 16, something like that. So every time around this year, I get kind of nostalgic and I think about you and all the stuff we've done and shared and posted. And I just want to say that I'm happy we made it here so far. And this is also the 80th episode. This is another milestone, like 80, 85, 90, blah, blah, blah. I'm going by fives and tens usually. I can't, I don't know what the hundredth episode is going to be about, but we'll see. Um, But you know, I think about all types of spooky stuff and I think about our dialogue and I'm not sure if we fully, fully discussed um, our beliefs when it comes to spooky stuff. But recently when you know, we were talking about stories and whatnot. I said, hey, you know, if you got a story, it's cool. If you want to share experiences that you've had that you would deem spooky, then that's cool. And you said that you didn't have that many experiences. And I was curious. I was like, okay, you know, because you, you tend to be, in my opinion, a logical person, a pretty laid back dude. Like, 
you know, pretty reasonable when things happen. So do you fuck with the paranormal or believe in, in, in spooky shit that much? Or do you kind of just like attribute those things to just everyday occurrences? Um, I like to think that I have an open mind, but at the same time, uh, I just, I don't know. I've watched enough ghost stories. I've been in enough weird places where nothing has really moved me to feel like ghosts are 100% real, but Hey man, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna, uh, assume that I will never see a ghost. And if somebody's mm-hmm. like, hey, you want to um, spend the night in this haunted uh, asylum that's been mm-hmm. closed for 50 years? I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah, no, that's the usual. That's the usual answer for shit like that. I, I fully subscribe to that shit. I believe there's things out here, uh, you know, um, especially things greater than myself or ourselves that we can't explain or probably shouldn't tap into. Oh, like but, the Eternals? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, Like the show? I'm just messing with you. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just wish they would finish Atlanta because I'm like, bro, every time I see the dude who plays Owl and some new shit, I'm like, nigga, I know it's not his fault, but I need somebody to blame. And uh, Donald Glover been laying low. So I got every time I see that nigga, I'm like, paper boy, get your ass back in front of them cameras, finish recording them episodes. But um, no, I would definitely say I've had some experiences. I've probably seen some things and done things that could be explained, but I don't know what the explanation is. And shit was out of the ordinary. So I do definitely subscribe to that stuff. I think I get excited from from the versatility that's offered from some spooky shit being out there. I kind of hope things are out there for the simple fact of it's cool to have something to believe in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want any of it coming for me. Am I going to play with Ouija boards and be out here, you know, fucking around? No, because I'm black and we don't do that. But I'm. Um, no, I like it. So with that, because I'm nervous because I have a, a bunch of stories here. And by a bunch, I mean one that I've whipped up that's very, very short. Um, and then three submitted ones. So I think we should probably get into those, right? And then see like what we have left time-wise. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that? Yeah, works for me. All right, cool. So um, what I'm going to do is since like I, I just whipped this up, um, I'm going to tell my short story. This is my the shortest story that I've ever told, actually. Um, I want to preface this with some context and some background. Mm. Just took a sip of water. Um, So right around when I was like, yo. We're going to do the annual Halloween story episode. Send us your stories. If you want to type it up, I can read it and then we'll plug everyone after we're done reading the story. So people know where to go and who to check out stuff. So after we put that out there, I was paying attention to my email and whatever else, because that's how people were submitting things. And this was the first email that I received and I didn't, I didn't, of course, I didn't know the sender, but I was like, cool, fuck it, whatever. Um, and this story that I've created is based off of an internet meme called Immortal Snail. So I'm going to explain that before I start the story. Are you familiar with the Immortal Snail hypothetical question? No. Okay. So a hypothetical 
scenario was proposed to an individual. Uh, and the question was, if you receive $10 million in exchange for having a snail follow you, both you and the snail are immortal and the snail always knows where you are and is trying to come in contact with you. Oh, so, keep mm-hmm. going. But I think we discussed this like years ago. We might have. We might have because that shit's been around since like 2014. So basically the premise is you have 10 million. You're immortal. The snail is immortal. Uh, you spend what time you have left moving from place to place trying to escape the snail. But if it comes in contact with you and touches you, you end up dying. And you basically live your life looking over your short shoulder, waiting for this intelligent snail to catch up with you. Um, but are you really looking over your shoulder? Like, come on. I feel like I feel like at, at some because you it's the slow burn for me that freaks me out. Like you don't know where it is. You know it's always it always knows where you are and it's always in pursuit of you. Um, so you don't know so where I, it is. You don't know where it is. No, you do not know where it is. So it I knows mean, where like, you are. Yeah. But, but okay, here's here's what I'm thinking. Because like if you have mm-hmm. even the faintest idea of where it is, you don't. Yeah. But like, let's say you learn. So like, let's say. Mm-hmm. You wake up middle of the night and you see the door like a snail had just made its way underneath the door (laughs) and it's like in your room, but it's still like 15 feet away. Uh huh. And you're like, well, I got a couple more. I go back. I got a few more hours. I got a few more hours. I'm good. And then then from there, if that happens in Chicago, I mean, it's it's not catching planes, trains and automobiles as far as we know. Right. This nigga gonna go down the block and just be like, "I right, go, cool, I'm gonna chill you here for like, like three hey, weeks." I'm a, I think I'm gonna li- live in London for the next hundred years, mm-hmm. and then it's gonna. But it's intelligent. I think that's the thing that fucks people up. It's intelligent, highly intelligent. So it could hitch rides on motorcycles, buses, <laughs> come on, cars, dude. Here's, it's here's, here's, it's hold intelligent. On. When you said motorcycle, you yes. remember the old mo- where they had the goggles and like the scarf. And uh-huh. the leather, leather and the hat. gloves, yeah. Yes, this is what I'm imagining when you're saying the snail is on Yeah, the, the snail, it's, it's on the back, like attached to the back, to the bumper or some shit, on a car or a bus. Bro, it's highly intelligent. That's the thing. You see what I'm saying? So, so that's what this story is based off of. I got this. Okay. It was the first voicemail I got. The story is based off of this meme. So bear with me. I'm just tell the story. You're going to, um, you're going to wait. What, what does the voicemail have to do with it? Uh, it was just the voice, the first voicemail that I got as soon as uh, we were like, "Hey." Oh, so they didn't read it in a voicemail. You have to read it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, okay. I wasn't yeah. sure. It'll, it'll come together. All right. So, um, it was easy to accept the offer. A mix of hubris and greed kicked in simultaneously, and I considered what I'd do with the money and time before considering anything else. It was only a snail, an intelligent snail. Yes. But a snail is still a snail. I clearly had the advantage. As the next year passed, I lived my life to the fullest. One year turned into two, then two turned into five, five to ten. I bounced from place to place in rapid succession, living my life to the fullest. Ten years turned into twenty, twenty to fifty. At this point, the list of things I had seen and done was incredible. But the realization that everyone I had known and cared about was either dead or on their way out, it fill me with a sense of loneliness the sense started to settle in where feelings of elation used to be but i pressed on insisting on making the most of what i had left 100 years has turned into 200 204 i live a life of seclusion with no attachments to anyone in existence 
but I have my travels and my portable material possessions to keep me company. The light in my eyes has long started to fade, as moving from place to place has become a way to survive, a stark transition from the source of enjoyment it used to be. After all, I stopped counting the years. As I stand on the grass in the place where I started my journey, I laugh as my children run around in the backyard. My wife is smiling at me from the back porch as I water the garden. I've accepted my fate, but I'm determined to leave on my own terms. One night, I stroll down the stairs and open the window. I sit in my house alone as I reflect on the years I've spent doing things most people can only dream of in places that most would consider out of reach. I smile slowly spreads across my face as I look at photos of my late wife with our grandchildren. Then I glance at the windowsill. There it is. My heart begins to race as I see its shell slowly make its way over the windowsill and into my home. My concept of time has been warped from existing for as long as I have, but watching the snail make its way towards me felt like it lasted forever. As my heartache reaches a as my heartbeat reaches a crescendo, the unexpected happens. It stops in the center of the room. The suspense was palpable. Time seemed frozen in place, and I watched in silence as it tilted its tiny snail head towards me to look me in the eye. Then it started to move his mouth. My hair stand on end as I realized that I severely underestimated its intelligence. It took forever to get it out, but it was speaking to me. Tears came to my eyes as it said the last words that I'd ever hear. After years of seeing, hearing, and doing everything that you could imagine. It said to me. In renewing your auto warranty now, please press 5 now or press 9 to be removed from our list. The end. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. <laughs> so... When he, when the uh, when the years were adding up, I was like, "Wait a minute! You, no matter what, mm. you're guaranteed to live longer than you would already live, and you get of a bunch course. of money, and you get a bunch of money." Yeah, yeah. and couldn't you uh, take that money and make a, a snail proof room? You could, you could. I mean, because snails are, you know, they're snaily, right? But then they got the shell. The mm. shell only they got they the can't. shell. They can't squeeze everywhere. They can they can get out of the shell though, right? Can they? <laughs> it's gonna get right. Can they Maybe. take that off? Can they take that off? They switch you shells. You gotta remember, right? it's hyper intelligent, super intelligent. You know what I'm saying? This the shell gonna be like. He think I'm some type of bitch and take the shell off and just go up under the door on your head. Wait, you know. And what then hold up, hold up, hold up. You don't mm. even need to make the room with money. No. You could just put salt down. Just put salt down. Put put a towel under the door or something like that. That's all good. No, but, but they, they dissolve. They die in salt. They do. They do. So you could put salt in the windowsill and party uh, for a couple hundred more years. You Anything could. You could just carry salt in... This nigga walking around with lorries on them at all times. Just like I would have a utility belt with salt shakers in it. <laughs> and I you think show up to work. the party, be like, real quick. Hey, making it rain, you make it look normal. Like it's a salt party. Everybody just throw this around on the floor right quick. My bad. You're going to be that weird salt nigga everywhere you go. But when I was making the story, I was thinking about it. You know, there's no chance of you living a normal life because, um, 
that's why I put down like, you know, the raising of a family and development of a family, like towards the end of the life cycle, because your kids and shit would start to realize like, Hey, dad, not dying. Like, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, how do I make the sense? Like, without... That's right, son. Yeah, suck that's right. Suck. Yeah. To hold that L son. Like, um, so I don't know. I did. I did naturally assume that, you know, years spent, you know, having everyone that, you know, pass away around you when everyone that they're related to pass away around you, you would feel some kind of despondence or, or sadness yeah. From just you know exist, how exist. vampires feel, how Highlander feels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. But I really wish I really wish they would stop sending me those car warranty like voicemail. That was really the first voice. I was excited when I clicked on that voicemail. You don't even have a I car. Was like, I don't have a car. Why they and I was do like, that? hey, I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's the first Halloween story. Click that bitch. I was like, you motherfuckers. But I guess it gave me some content. So shouts out to uh the scammers and the spammers. Thank you for that. So did you have anything that you wanted to share or or improv or anything at all? No, we got plenty of stories, I suppose. We, I know, I know, like, because we're already at the half minute mark. So cool. I can start getting into some of these shits. Did you want me to send you um, one? If you want me to read one, sure, you could send it to me. I'm down with that cool take a look at your email because i'm going to forward one of them to you while i read the other one i have not read any of these also by the way just a heads up so these are going to be real-time reactions to everything so once you read yours i have all of their ats and all of their handles and stuff like that i'll definitely say all of them at the end of the story sharing so cool all right boom this first story is titled something strange is going on with the doorbell camera i don't know about you but i'm already like a little bit freaked out because i'm seeing videos of people doing like really really weird shit in people's doorbell cameras um stealing packages not included So I'm about to start that. So here we go. Does anybody use the Ring app for neighborhood alerts? We just recently installed a Ring doorbell and on the app, there's a section where people can put alerts out. Things like stolen tires, uh, lost pets, porch package thefts, etc. Now, when you go on there to post everything, it's anonymous and your username defaults to neighbor with some random numbers behind it. I like to go on there from time to time to see what's going on in the area and occasionally laugh at some of the outrageous posts that people put there. But lately, something strange has been going on, and I don't believe it was nothing but a prank until recently, at least. I forgot to mention you can post clips of the video footage from your doorbell to the neighborhood section. Lately, people have been asking if anyone other than them has seen this family of three standing at their front door late at night. The times are never consistent, but they usually show up after midnight or once everyone in the house is settled in for the night. You don't even hear the doorbell ring. You just get a notification on your phone saying there's someone at your front door. Neighbor 1823 said on a random Wednesday night that they checked their live feed after seeing the notification and saw them. It was a man, a woman, and a child, all wearing suits. The neighbor asked them through the app if they needed anything and they didn't answer. 
They just stared at them through the camera until the neighbor got pissed and told them to get lost. After they posted the clip warning people of these late night scammers, more and more people started sharing warnings of these people and video clips of them. The strange thing is when you go to watch the video, all you see are outlines of their bodies. You can see their clothing, their clothing, but their faces are like a blur. Everyone's doorbell video feedback can be that messed up, right? At first, I thought it was some weird religious group going around at night harassing people or even just taking the same original video and editing it. But that can be. A lot of people in my neighborhood are older, people that still ask me how to use their phones. It got to the point where the neighborhood alerts were full of this family in suits, so I just turned the notifications off. That was my first mistake. I saw on the news a woman's husband has gone missing after opening their front door late at night after seeing a family or three at the door. The news is asking if they've seen this family. Do not let them in their house and send whatever information you have on them to the police. I immediately got back on the app and saw so many people posting about their loved ones opening the door for these people and disappearing. Neighbor 1225 was brave enough to post a clip of her son disappearing. In the video, you hear him ask who they are and they don't answer. They just stare. He started to get irritated with them not answering him. So you hear him walk up to the front door while still demanding that they answer him. Once he opens the door and faces them, it's a look of horror on his face and then he just disappears. No struggle, no signs of kidnap or being forced, just disappears from the porch. The woman woke up to the front door wide open, her son nowhere to be found. I wanted to delete the app and uninstall my doorbell immediately, but what if I open the door not knowing if they're there? I became paranoid. I put up motion sensor lights all around my house and even at the back door camera. Then it finally happened to me. I was asleep. It was around 2.50 a.m. My dog woke me up barking. I figured she needed to go outside and do her business. As I walked into the living room, something in the back of my mind told me to go to my bed, back to my bedroom and grab my phone. I opened the app and looked at my live feed, and there they were. A man, a woman, and a child, all in suits. They were staring straight into the doorbell camera. Their faces were pale, almost white, but the scariest part was their eyes. Their eyes were pitch black until I realized they didn't have eyes. I was looking into the black hollows of their eye sockets. Why didn't my motion sensor lights catch them? I ran back to my room with my dog who was still barking, now with the people at my front door. I left the live feed on, but I muted my mic so they couldn't hear me. They stood on my porch for what felt like hours, but it was really for about 45 minutes, just staring and waiting for me to open the door. Neighbor 35706 posted a clip showing his wife and newborn baby disappearing right around the same time that they were at my door. I'm terrified now. Are there more than one group of them or can they be in multiple places at once? People have reached out to Ring about this and they assure us that their software is up to date and no one has hacked the system. So what's causing this? Who or what is this family and why are they taking people? I've added three more locks to my doors just in case they decide to open the door for themselves. The city has enacted a curfew. No one can leave from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. They can't even open the front door or their back door during those hours. I don't think it's enough to keep us safe. Whatever these things are will get us if they want to bad enough. Some people have reported that they have seen them during the day now. Have these creatures always been lurking at our doors and doorbell cameras? Or are the cameras showing us something new? Whatever it is, I'm terrified to open the doors of my own house the end.
Hmm. That that was unsettling. That was actually. Where do I you guess think they were taking them to the Sybaris. <laughs> no, I'm joking around, but I'm used to. I'm used to. That was actually that was actually well written, and and I'm used to you know when we tell stories and stuff like I think it's just in our nature to have humor mixed in. Um, but I'm I'm actually impressed. That was that just that just felt uncomfortable because I was seeing these eyeballless white people at my front door. That's like one white person with eyeballs is usually reason enough for me to be suspicious. But that was really terrifying. Um, that story was by. I am Kimmy 25 on both Twitter and Instagram and her Reddit is complex simplicity 25. I'm assuming she made these accounts when she was 25. Uh, shouts out to you for submitting. Exactly. Shouts out to you for submitting the story. Uh, we appreciate that. And I think she writes a few short stories every now and then I've seen a few because I hop on Reddit to like read stuff and whatnot. So if you want more of that, you can check that out. Uh, the next story was actually. I want to know if she do any fanfics. That'd be kind of cool if so. Spooky fanfics. Spooky dookie fanfics. I'm down with that action. I would check it out. Ronald Weasley uh, was that. Oh no 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 door. no! Don't do don't do that! Don't do that! <laughs> oh uh, yeah no! Naruto slowly unzipped his. Romper. No, I was saying like put him in <laughs> the Sasuke. Thing, not not fuck him like. Oh, oh, oh. They were in the okay. ring doorbell looking creepy, not not Pe- with their dick out. People be making some horny fanfics, dog. Like, that should be super crazy. Um, The next is two stories, actually. The next two were texted to me. I don't think these were fictional at all. These are actual occurrences that someone was willing to share with me. So I'm going to read these hoes right now. Cool. <sighs> Story number one. So where I live, there are a lot of streets with Native American names or words used for the street name. So as I'm sure you can assume, a lot of the land here was filled with Native people, just like the rest of the United States. But one day when I was driving, I saw someone in the street, so I slammed on my brakes. Then no one's, no one was in front of me. And I looked in my rearview mirror and standing behind me in the car, like outside of the car, was a Native American man with a headdress on, covered in blood. This isn't the first time something like this has happened to me and it tends to happen more so on a few different streets here keep in mind i haven't read any of these so i'm like reacting to them as i read them but that's that's fucked up um i need to find out where she lives so that i cannot be there at any time and um number two so i have many gifts and one of them deals with constantly being drawn to places where something bad may have happened or i can feel negative energy as well as the energy of any other spirits i won't go into detail and break it all the way down but this often leads to me experiencing a lot of scary things almost on the daily well this was about eight years ago or so and i was on a trip with my stepmother up in northern california visiting her friends and we decided to go to an old ghost town that is still inhabited by many people it was very surreal trip uh, and it amazes me how many people still seem to be living as if they were from the 1800s or so We decided to go to the cemetery and walk around, but before entering the gates of the cemetery, I just got a really bad feeling and said I was going to wait out front for them. They started walking into the cemetery and out of nowhere, I just got a feeling that I need to start walking with them because there there wasn't a good presence in there. And as soon as I started walking, 
I heard a big crack. And I looked up and a giant tree branch was falling off of a tree near me. And I started running to my mom. And as soon as I got to her, the branch hit the ground and made a big thud sound. The branch missed me by about two feet. And the branch was so wide and heavy looking that if it had hit me, I am more than likely sure that I would have died. Um, these, mm, I don't like that shit. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Like I said, I do subscribe to like spooky shit and like feelings and intuition and following, you know, certain energies. It's the same thing. Like when you meet certain people, you get a feeling initially after being in the presence of another person. And it's usually good to like follow that type of shit, but I can definitely believe these things happen as, as, as a person that has experienced things on my own and been around certain people who I've just gotten a feeling about. And then later on you find out like a, a fucking murder man, murder person or something like that. This is like, yeah, no, no, it's not good. So these experiences were shared by uh, Arcadia. Her Twitter is Katia bewitched at Katia bewitched and her Instagram is Katia Alexander. So thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you for sharing your stories but nah uh yeah i believe that shit i believe that shit is possible you know what i'm saying so i'm fucking with that i'm sitting here putting myself in her shoes as those things were happening i don't like that shit i don't like that shit i might not have shared the story of when i was a child staying over on 48th and like vincennes um, I was staying with my mom and my grandmother in an apartment and there was always a long curved hallway in the apartment. Um, lighting in the hallway was okay or whatever else. But whenever I was a kid walking through the hallway, I would always get this impending sense of doom um, because it was one of those curves and it was long enough so that when you were in the middle of it or approaching the middle, you couldn't see what was around the bend and it always filled me with like such a sense of anxiety and just worry um years later you know we get older and i found out that two people died in that apartment unit specifically the first one i'm not sure what the cause of death was but i was told that when he did pass away all of the clocks in the house stopped at the same time and just stayed there so that was some spooky shit my grandmother told me that one herself and then my grandmother and my mother both corroborated and let me know down the line that there was a domestic dispute between a mother and her son and he the son ended up being stabbed uh fatally and he ended up dying in that hallway like right in the middle I won't go as far as saying like I felt a presence in the hallway, but I will say that when walking through it, especially as a kid, it did feel like something was like right behind you as you were walking through it. Could have been paranoia. Yes, I admit that. But I don't know. Like I said, I like to subscribe to those things and at least admit that there's a possibility that there's some shit out here greater than ourselves that we that shouldn't be fucking with if you can help it. But there's also been theories that supernatural things or seeing things like that are just glimpses into another dimension or plane of existence like there's an overlap like a pocket like you know shit like bigfoot Mm -hmm. that's why all of these things and cryptids and creatures and stuff like that run when they see niggas and it made me laugh (laughs) because i (laughs) it made me laugh because i'm imagining 
these creatures and these things seeing a human being going, hey, what the fuck is that? Oh, hell no. And just like scurrying off. And then we can't find it again. But the same way we're like, hey, what the fuck was that? It's probably somewhere telling its Bigfoot brethren like, hey, bro, I I seen a butt naked nigga. He had no fur on him up in the woods. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. They're like, say on God. And he like, on God, show us where you at then. And then he goes back and he just doesn't see it because that little pocket dimension or overlap doesn't exist anymore. I'm, I'm fucking with that. I think that's funny. <laughs> Fuck <it. laughs> I think that shit is hilarious. So I love that shit. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm down for whatever. If you have any thoughts on that, or you want to tell your story, whichever. Um, it just reminds me of uh, you know, I used to live over by 83rd. Uh, just off of Cottage Grove, and there was mm-hmm. a church at the end of the block. Yeah. And uh, right after I moved from there, a tree in front of the church fell down and, I, and killed some people. Really, people? Plural? Yeah. It was the the whole tree fell. Yeah. So it's like it was like a church, and then there's some grass, and then I think there was like one big tree there on the grass, you know, on the mm-hmm. property of the before you get to the sidewalk, which is then grass and the street. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then, yeah, it was in the, the paper or whatever that it fell and it hurt some people. I think one or two people died. Jeez. I don't know if the devil did that or. I mean, who knows? Were um, were they in like a car or in a building or did it just no, fall on them? Like butt I'm naked? I'm assuming like... it was before or after a service or some sort wow. of gathering they were having in the, the venue. Wow. So after service, so they were praying to God and then they met him like right after going to that's that's rough especially like when people are just out and about for a tree to like just fall like that that's that's it's not divine timing i won't call it that but that's that's pretty rough and sad i I think about that all the time though do you think about how many times you've been like really really close to death you know what i'm saying whether it be like a car accident that almost happened or you almost tripping and falling off of something or falling down the stairs the wrong way um, all the times you've fallen, you could have fallen differently and like broke your neck or. Um, oh yeah, I mean we always we we're always a few feet or a few inches away. I mean, think mm-hmm. but just being on the expressway, going eighty miles an hour, and you're how mm-hmm. how far is it? Be, be, uh, you know, if if there's four cars in a row on a four lane highway, how how far mm-hmm. are you? Right, you're you're literally exactly. that close to dying, right? Exactly, exactly. I found the article. Nobody died, but uh, six people okay. were uh, heavily injured. I'm happy that they didn't die that's good praying uh, works 84th everybody. in maryland 84th in maryland it's not the worst thing that can happen on 84th in maryland but it's still heavy uh, and it no was doubt. during a funeral service which makes it uh, more tragic damn that's mm, i'm not i shouldn't make jokes about things uh but <laughs> <laughs> after leaving a funeral i'm like i would be kind of salty like that nigga died and he tried to take me out that's some bullshit right there that's who who owed who money before he passed away he was gonna collect by any means necessary so that's that's trippy but i'm happy people made it out safely though so because that makes it more okay to joke about it so it's mutually beneficial but cool (laughs) did you get that email i sent you yeah do you want me to go next uh yeah would you like for me to say who it was submitted by before or after you tell the story 
You can do after, but I see that it's Chachi. Aha! Uh-huh. Shouts out to Chachi. Longtime supporter, good friend, good person, awesome streamer. Um, check out her stuff that I'm going to tell you about once Reggie finishes the story. So let me know whenever you're ready, man. Go, go bug wild. Let your meat swing. Okay, this is called Fledgling. Mm-hmm. Ivith, that's a name. Okay, mm-hmm. hope I'm saying that right. Ivith had been living in the Hedgewood place for months before she ever met her elder neighbor, Caltrice. She had seen the woman through her window on occasion walking back to her house from the curbside mailbox. She was a thin woman that took slow, careful steps that Ivith attributed to some presumed back pain, but Caltrice always walked with pride, back straight, chin up, and dressed smartly in something that would have been much more fashionable in the 50s. She kept her dark, probably dyed, hair cropped short around her jaw and always wore a sensible shoe. When Caltrice decided to pay Ivith a visit, she was struck, she was shocked to see that the body she had seen from behind had a much younger face to go along with it. She must have had some work done, Ivith thought. The Hedgewood Place subdivision, once expensive and exclusive, had lost some of its old luster over the years, but it seemed Caltrice hadn't. Unfortunately, the old gal came to visit at a terrible time. Ivith felt and looked like she had been wrung out. All of her nights the past week had been sleepless, a result of the coffee she had been using to substitute her meals to save her from her tooth pain. Despite the glowing reviews at her last appointment, the ache was excruciating, and that made the whole thing even more alarming. Ivis' frame was slimming in an unwelcome way, but she'd be fixing all that very soon with a visit to the dentist. Are you all right, dear? Caltry said in a voice much more commanding than one would have assumed it would be. Her eyes rested on Ivis' long, dark hair splayed messily across her shoulders. Her lip curled in mild disgust at the sight of it, but she quickly covered it with a smile. Ah, yes, I'm fine, Ivis said politely, trying to throw on a soft smile. How are you? I'm doing okay, Caltrice replied while stepping into the threshold confidently. I just had to come check on you. You know, I like to keep watch of my house and my security cameras picked up on something in your yard. I thought I saw something trying to break in. You don't have a boyfriend, do you? She had settled into an armchair by then, looking up at Ivith with concern. Puzzled, Ivith answered, Boyfriend? No, I live alone. She thought for a moment. When did you see a person trying to break in? It seemed as if, as if Caltrice wasn't really listening. I thought so. I'd never seen you come in or leave with anyone, and I know you're not one to keep late nights out. I don't know what you could have said that would have made someone want to steal from you, but perhaps it's best that the two of us stay in better contact. Single girls have to stick together, don't they? As Ivith watched her walk from the couch opposite the chair, she noticed that Caltrice wasn't as thin as she previously thought either, and her hands were about as youthful as her face. Her wardrobe suggested she'd be in her 70s at least, but her skin was more like something barely touching 50. Maybe I should ask for her surgeon's number, as if I'd ever be able to afford that. She let a hint of a laugh out before she answered. You're right. I'm Ivis, by the way. What's your name? Oh, the woman leaned back a bit of a chuckle for a <laughs> leaned back a bit for a chuckle. Forgive me. I've been so rude. My name is Caltrice. She offered her hand up for a nice shake. There was something almost serpentine about the way she hissed the name that made Ivis skin crawl, but she shook it off as anxiety from all the caffeine and insomnia. As she took the woman's hand, she was almost relieved by how warm it felt and how unexpectedly rough they were. She didn't seem, they didn't seem like the dainty hands of a rich old lady. 
She's probably always done the housework herself, she thought, remembering Caltrice's wardrobe. The two talked for a bit and bonded over being alone in the world. Ivith was estranged from her adopted family, and Caltrice seemed to have outlived all of her relatives. After a bit of idle chatter, the two exchanged phone numbers, and Caltrice went on her way, but not before she offered a tin of cookies. Ivith couldn't bring herself to decline them after the woman insisted they would be fine to eat, even with a toothache. They're as soft as a cloud, she assured her. When Ivith closed the door, she sighed a bit, thinking of how nice it would be to be a rich widow with amazing skin. On her way to the kitchen, Ivith caught sight of Caltrice walking up the drive to her house, and the woman seemed to be going with more gusto than she'd ever seen. Must be a good back day. That night, Ivith lied awake, more paranoid than ever about the burglar her neighbor had mentioned. She hadn't heard any noises last night, even though she'd been up for nearly the whole thing. She stilled herself and listened carefully to the silence. Nothing. Restless, she decided to turn on the TV. Her first suggestion was a video titled Oldies Playing in Another Room with Fireplace Sounds. The <laughs> thumbnail featured a beautiful cartoon girl sleeping peacefully. She clicked the video and felt her stomach rumble. Not this again. She was. <laughs> she got the bubble guts. She got the bubble guts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm interested. She has in a toothache and can't eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was dreading the thought of eating, but it seemed the time had come. When she entered the kitchen, she noticed the tin of cookies. She hadn't even bothered to open them. When she pulled off the lid, she found a glorious pile of ladyfingers. She decided to take Caltrice's word for it and throw caution to the wind. She put a few on a plate to go along with some sleep tea and shuffled back to her bedroom to enjoy the music. The cookies were amazing. They practically melted in her mouth, and somehow she wasn't feeling any pain. It was glorious. A moment of reprieve, and finally some good food. Her phone rang. She checked the time, 3.32 a.m. It was Caltrice. Hello, she said cautiously into the phone. Her heart skipped a beat. Was the burglar back? Hello, Caltrice replied. She sounded she sounded strange, but Ivith couldn't put her finger on exactly how. Is everything okay, Caltrice? Ivith asked. How are the cookies? Caltrice said, the words ringing in her head. Ivith froze. What do you... Everything went black. When Ivith woke up, it almost felt like someone else was controlling her body. She went to the bathroom to do her daily routine, and when she got to her hair, she thought, golly, I could use a haircut. As she entered the bedroom to give Caltrice a call, she was feeling more rested than ever. The phone rang, but Caltrice never picked up. A few days later, she saw police at Caltrice's house. It seemed that despite her youthful looks, she had passed her natural causes in her bed the same night Ivis blacked out. As she stepped away from the curtain, she felt a voice ring through her skull. They were delicious, weren't they? Ivis fell to the floor in agony, holding her head in her hands as she passed out. When she got up hours later, she walked confidently to the bathroom and straightened her clothes. I really could use a haircut, she thought. Caltrice looked out the window at her old lifeless body being put into the back of a van. Each time she did it, it got a bit easier, though she had her concerns about Ivith. It usually didn't take quite so long for the toothache to settle in. Perhaps she was losing her touch. No matter, though, in this body she figured she had at least another 80 years if she played her cards right. At first, she just wanted to tack on a few extra years to her old body, but with all the effort it took to enchant Ivis, she figured she deserved the whole damn life. She giggled to herself. So it begins again. Mm-hmm. That was good. I like that. That was good. I like that. Um, yeah. Oh, 
That was good. I fuck with that. That was from she shared her Twitch. It is Chachi Hime. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing this correctly on Twitch. C H A C H I H I M E and Chachi. I like that. Chachi Chachi Hime Chachi Hime. That was that was pretty cool. I, I fuck with stories that involved um bodies yeah bodies that shit is kind of cool to me usually i've learned to just like not trust old people <laughs> i don't well i just i don't eat anything that strangers give me that they teach you that that's you like that no... lsg song my oh, body really? all over my your body there she'll buy and fill you up till your ram flows all over me wanna feel your press and treasure wrapping around me oh so tightly in I want to hear you shout. I'm going to stop now. But yeah, nah, that shit go crazy. Um, No, I, I really don't. You don't eat everybody food. You don't eat everybody's um, cookies, desserts, cookie spaghetti. Yeah. If somebody said, oh, you got a toothache? Well, I made you some cookies. Trust me. The I'd be like, fuck? how a cookie going to? Mm, bitch. Hey, she going to try that shit with a nigga like me. Yeah, you don't you don't want to. If an old white lady took over my body, I don't think she know what to do with this. She don't, <laughs> she, don't she don't know what to do with this. <laughs> it's like she can't handle this, nigga. Like you know what I'm saying. But that was good, Chachi. Uh, thank you for submitting that, and thank you to everyone that participated. And I think this has been this has been a bunch of fun. Uh, I've enjoyed these episodes, and we write on time too. We we got a we got a solid episode going so far. Um, yeah, I hope you all are safe out here. Not oh, is that, on is that all the stories? Yeah, that's all of the. Yeah, that's all of them. Those are those are it, and they were of good lengths as well. Uh, you know, uh, we um a lot of thought went into those, and my mind is like reeling actually a little bit thinking about all the stories that we told. That shit was like kind of spooky and creepy, but. I'm down for talking about spooky shit anytime. So if anybody wants to hit us up and just send over some shit. Just or to... if you would like to write a short story that you think Delancey should star in, we can mm. we will make that into a short film. We can we can definitely do that. We have the technology. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh um, Reggie, you... Yeah, if you want just... to touch on some quick stuff. Yeah, we can touch on some quick stuff. I'm down with that. Um did you know that Chicago was rated the rattiest city in America? I did see ago? that. I did definitely see that. I did definitely see that. Um, I believe it. But here's no. Here's the wrinkle. Because I was skeptical, because mm-hmm. New York is notoriously ratty. Yes. Especially with the the way their subway infrastructure is crumbling, and the way that they don't have alleys. No offense to the the fine people of New York, but uh, rat less ratty than Chicago. So I, I, I looked into it and here's how they ranked the cities. It's based on the number of new rodent treatments performed from September 15th, 2020 to September 15th, 2021. Mm-hmm. So okay. basically we're getting shit on for treating our rodent problem, which is probably not anywhere near as bad as uh, a lot of other places. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So the moral so, of the story is just let them run wild. Just let them go. So, all right, that that makes a lot more sense because I, I was wondering for a little bit. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Because we got alleys and we, we got shit clean. But I guess trying to fix the problem is what boosted that shit up. So I got you. Uh, Colin Powell died. 
Do you have any feelings on that? Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it was just that, interesting um, seeing the media be so kind to him uh-huh. uh, because he was the first uh, black secretary of state, uh-huh. right? And national security advisor and joint chiefs of staff chairman. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think that means uh, people got to suck your dick when you die, even, you know? Accurate. Yeah, no, it's just another day. RIP to that man. Uh, you made some you made some changes. You did what you had to do and stuff. I hope he went on his terms and I hope his family. Well, he died know, of COVID. He died of COVID. Oh, yeah, that is right. Damn. Well, he was vaccinated, but he was in his 80s and he uh, was a cancer survivor. So I think that uh, partially oh, exacerbated. Okay, I got you. But, you know, Damn. I mean, uh, he uh, he did a lot to um, get us into that whole Iraq war that lasted over 20 years. So, Yep, I remember that shit. So, um, <laughs> I almost pulled a Trump That's kind of like, like when, um, what's his, I can't remember his name because he's been out of the news for like a couple years. The, uh, the uh, amazing surgeon who ended up being a crazy person who's black. Ah, oh, fuck. What was his name? Shit, what was his name? I forgot. Really, really prolific individual. Amazing surgeon. But then he got into politics and it was Ben Carson. Clear. Ben Carson, yeah. So I feel like, I mean, I, I don't know if Ben Carson hasn't had enough power to be evil, right? But I feel like we're going to do something similar when he dies because, mm-hmm. and I don't, you know, I, it, it it's slightly apples and oranges here, I suppose. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't, he didn't do a lot of good society mm-hmm. exactly. and he was an inspiration to many and then he started talking about things other than medicine yeah and that's that's pretty rough at least none of them at least colin powell didn't go out like herman kang it was just like man covid ain't <laughs> shit and then he caught that shit it's like damn r.i.p bozo that's fuck. hey maybe it's that like, snail caught up to him and they that had snail to caught up, up. He's, i heard you was talking shit i so, made a uh i made a picture for you based on your I, story I just saw that. That shit was funny as hell, actually. I fuck with that. I don't know if this will come through for the viewers at home. And probably not, but I'm fucking with it. You keep making those. But um <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to wanted to share with Um, you? let me see. Oh I-, oh, I do. Wait. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. I've been saying this since the song came out, but I've never recorded myself on the mic saying top of the morning, top of the morning. Hold on. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's hmm. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to get that out. Um Oh, uh we were supposed to have a new theme song for this episode. I got really busy with some stuff, but uh 100% next episode we'll have a cool uh original theme song. Uh I saw Halloween Kills, assuming you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um it was kind of bad and kind of hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um The Chicago Museum. Uh, the headline was a little misleading. Uh, the headline says that they fired uh, all of its mostly white female financially well-off docents for lack of diversity. Mm. Um, so a lot of like the anti-woke crowd is going to be like, no, you fired all these people, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They're uh, wealthy white volunteers, and they're upset because they're like, we've worked here for years, and now we can't. And it's like, well, right. you're a volunteer, you're old. We want right. to bring in some new people, we want to bring in some diverse people, and possibly give them a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. No, likewise. 
Uh, Biden, about a week ago, said that he'd consider using the National Guard to help with the supply chain uh, bottleneck, including as truck drivers. Uh, I am against that uh, because it's partially due to a labor shortage caused by um, shitty wages and benefits. Exactly. So it's weird to have the government go in and kind of be like breaking strikes in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's just odd. That's like it if is. if everybody walked out on Amazon and it's like, oh, we have a supply a supply chain issue. Uh, make the National Guard put shit in boxes. It's like, nigga, if the National Guard show up with a dildo on the porch, like, here you go, little nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be funny. But yeah, no, it's not their responsibility. Uh, West Side Gun is being sued by former WWE ring announcer Greg Hamilton for using um, sound bites of him in his songs. Petty. Uh, well, it's interesting because it's one of these, like, I'm a, an old, out-of-touch white guy sort of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, he put on Instagram, well, Westside Gun, let's hope that since you stole my voice for your incoherent kindergarten fables, that you saved Jesus. up enough, enough delivering for DoorDash because you are fucked. You'll be paying me for years. Apologize, and I'll think about not collecting every dime for the rest of your life. Or I can just get WWE lawyers. That's okay, too. Settle with my lawyer and don't ever use my voice again. So wrong. So it's weird in almost 2022 to uh, come across this, like, I don't understand rap music thing. Like, mm-hmm. we're we're so deep into this. Like, I just, it, it's weird. Like, this isn't even the 90s, right? Like, right. it's so... It rap music is more popular than ever and it's more mainstream than ever and it's in commercials and it's in this and that and like right. it's weird to see somebody that like apparently just has managed to not be exposed to it and has no understanding of it uh, to be like they're just talking over a song I don't get it exactly he acting like a little bitch right now but he owed so uh, I guess I get it that you, you, you're still a little bitch about it uh, Ukrainian village residents fight proposed gas station. Um, I just thought it was funny because uh, people in regular neighborhoods don't get a lot of say of what happens in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And it's funny that Ukrainian village uh, is, you know, rapidly becoming more affluent. And yeah. they're like, hey, we don't want a fucking gas station over here. And apparently the alderman might listen to them. And it's like, it's a gas station. And they're just like, well, mm-hmm. people are going to like hang out at the gas station. It's going to make the property value go down and this and that. And it's like a year or two ago uh, in back of the yards, uh, everybody told the alderman that they didn't want this fucking like factory there. And he's mm-hmm. like, I think it'll create jobs. And they're like, Hot, no, it won't. Right. Uh, we don't want it. And then the alderman just sold out and built it anyway. That's right, man. Fuck y'all. I'm going to get this paper. And do but, it. you know, if you ain't got money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen to uh, and I want to talk about the Chappelle thing but perhaps uh, that's going to be a long thing so let's save that for next time and if you can find the time I think you should watch the special I did I'm going to preface this by saying I am not setting out to defend Dave Chappelle but I think there is uh, value in talking about what he said mm-hmm. and cool. the response to what he said I preface it with I'm, I'm, I'm tired <laughs> I'm just tired yeah, he he a grown man and he he made choices and you know like one time I was like okay all right cool. two times I was like all right uh, here we go again three times I'm like all right, <laughs> nigga look listen bro come on now but that's yeah 
that's how I'll start that off. But yeah, we can talk about it next time. Yeah, I think we're going to be get real late to it. In fact, we should try to get a trans guest. I think so. If anyone would like to actually partake in the discussion, I'll be down with that. So I'll put the uh, feelers out. No, Uh, for sure. So anyway, do do, do your cool sign off, cool guy. Yeah. So this has been another episode of Spit Sessions. We want to thank everyone that submitted stories, everyone that is listening. Thank you for being here with us along for the journey. Still pushing, still making stuff. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Um, You know, I can't say don't take any candy from strangers because that's what Halloween is all about. Just be safe when you're eating it. But that's pretty much it. You got anything to say, Reggie? You signing off? Uh, I hope everybody got to have a crazy monster sex on a bed of mm-hmm. fun-sized candies. There you go. Boom. Chocolate everywhere. But... <laughs> Good luck pulling Skittles out of your ass, crack. It's time. Somebody got to eat them out of You can't pull them out with your hand. Got to suck them out with the mouth. I need that nerds rope out the buns right now. Push that. Yeah, it's nasty. But until next time, take care. Be safe. We out.